I'm afraid to believe. When we talk about the Great Reset, about what I'm proposing in my Build Back Better agenda. A new world order. I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay. The new Flat Earth International Conference. How dare you? When my mind, uh, my, when uh, Michelle's mad, uh, I get worried. We like to say people kind, not necessarily mankind. Because you'd be in jail. Breathing or, or, or speaking moistly on them. The woke church is a joke church. And so, in my state of the, my state of the union, or state, my speech to the nation. War. So we're back, part two of the Wormwood Prophecies podcast. Again, special guest, Eric. Hi, guys. So where we left off last time, we were talking about prophecy about Antichrist, Russia, Israel, things like that. But, um, you know, we were sort of off of the Wormwood topic, which is totally (laughs) fine. Totally okay. In in real time, they're going to coexist. Exactly. But I was going to say what sparked my memory when we were chatting about that is that, and I don't know if we discussed that at the beginning of the episode, but that the tribulation is supposed to be seven years, right? That's correct, yeah. So if this Wormwood prophecy is correct, right, if it's going to happen the way that Thomas Horn dreamt it was going to happen, well, it's 2022 right now. Right. And it's supposed to happen in 2029. So that's seven years you are, what are you, a mid-trib guy, pre-trib, post-trib? Uh, I, <laughs> uh, I, I tend to be a pre-wrath uh, person. Uh, in other words, uh, what Rebecca's talking about is the, is the rapture of the church. Where do you believe it's going to happen? There are verses that you can use to support pre-tribulation rapture, mid-tribulation rapture, pre-wrath rapture, or post-tribulation rapture. Um, but that is, I don't know if we want to get into the rapture discussion right, <laughs> right now. Right, right. I think what Rebecca is getting at is that in 2029, if rumor does happen, um, we are definitely in the tribulation at that point. Uh, how far into it, uh, we don't know. Does it happen in the first part of the tribulation or does it happen in the second part? My belief it ha- is that it happens maybe in the second part of it, uh, in 2029. So three and a half years prior to that would probably put it you know, the start of the tribulation in around the year 2025. Oh, interesting. So I was thinking that the tribulation could possibly start 2022 and then ending at Wormwood at 2029. But you're thinking... You know, after Wormwood, you still got the rest of the trumpets and you have the seven bowls. Right. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. No, and it, there's going to be people on the earth living in absolute chaos because... Yes, yeah, there, yeah, there will be. It's not going to be a very fun, uh, very fun time. No, uh, however, certainly God, not. However, people that you know do believe in God, trust in Him. I mean, a lot of them are going to lose their lives, but um, it's uh, it, it won't be a good time. It's a time I don't like to think about. Um, but anyway, we still have wormwood to finish. Mm-hmm, we do. Now, before um, we took our break, we were talking about mitigation efforts that uh, yeah. you know. It, if if the powers that be really think there's a possibility of an asteroid striking the Earth, you know, have they done anything, or why would we believe that? And of course, uh, a couple of them is the DART project, D A R T, the Double Asteroid Redirection Test, that was started 
um, actually, uh, they they successfully launched a satellite, twenty fourth of November, two zero two one. Oh, just a couple yeah, months ago. Just a couple okay. months ago, and it's on a collision course, and the collision course uh, takes it to a double asteroid called Didymus, which means the twin. And the collision date is supposed to be approximate. Now this is approximate. The 26th of September, 2022. I'm, yeah, uh, between then and October the 2nd, 2022. So somewhere in that time period, so roughly October, beginning of October, end of September this year is when the um, approximate collision date with that um, will be. So this and, spacecraft was launched right November and, of last year. So it's going to take yeah. almost a full year mm-hmm. to reach. Mm-hmm. So you said Didymus? Yes, Didymus. It's a double asteroid. And now they say that this asteroid does not pose any uh, harm towards Earth, but it, it it gives the possibility for them to study an impact. So what they're going to do... It's a test run. It's a test yeah, okay. run, right. So DART is a planetary defense-driven test of technologies for preventing an impact of Earth by a hazardous asteroid. Mm. DART will be the first, I'm reading this, DART will be the first demonstration of the kinetic impact or technique to change the motion of an asteroid in space. So what they want to do is they know this asteroid is coming in towards the Earth. They've launched a satellite, and the satellite has a camera system and everything else. They're going to crash this satellite into the smaller of the two parts of this double asteroid. Uh, Didymus, uh, or, or means the twin, it's a large rock that's being orbited by a smaller a smaller rock going around it. So they're going to crash the satellite right into the smaller rock. And then they're going to watch how much, like they know how fast this is going. And uh, so how much kinetic energy is going to go into it. DART's target is not a threat to Earth. I want to stress that. That's what they're saying, okay? Um, while uh, no known asteroid larger than 140 meters the size has a significant chance of hitting the Earth, that's what they're saying. Only about 40% of the asteroids have been found as of October 2021. In other words, what they're saying is that we don't think anything's going to hit the Earth, but there's a lot of stuff out there that we just don't know about. Does this come from NASA's website? Yeah. Okay. So um, the binary near-Earth object, Didymus, okay, is the target that they're shooting at with DART, okay? And while the Didymus primary body is about 780 meters across, the smaller body, or the moonlet that they're going to target, is about 160 meters. And they're going to deliberately crash uh, this space vehicle or satellite into it. And it's going at a speed of about 6.6 kilometers per second. That's how fast that spacecraft is going. And they're going to crash it into this. And then they have Apollo cameras and everything on board. And the hope is, I'm not sure... If the cameras are going to be released before they crash, I'm not sure. Mm. But um, anyway, uh, the, the idea is to see what impact they can have on it. And here's an interesting question, uh, Becky, is uh, if this works, do you think there's a possibility, I think there is, that they ever tried strapping a nuke onto one of these crafts and crashing it into an asteroid? If they, oh. thought, it, if they thought it was a legitimate threat to Earth. Uh, they could well do that. Yeah, I, I, I think, absolutely. I mean, they wouldn't say that they're going to do but that. But uh, what would that create here in our atmosphere, though, if a nuke goes off in space? Does well, that... th- this one here, um, 
I'm not sure how far this is going to be. Like, they wouldn't detonate a nuke close to Europe. Mm-hmm. I mean, this would be way out in space, right? Mm-hmm. And they have the technology to send this craft out there uh, to find it. Uh, and uh, Yeah, how? I don't to, understand. Well, I don't understand physics. Well, I don't understand space. Well, again, they launched this on November 24th last year, mm-hmm. and it's not going to get there until September, October of this year. That's crazy. So, you know, that's about a year it's going to take. So it's traveling. So it's, it's not going to be close to the Earth. Mm-hmm. Right? It's, it's a long way out. Okay. So, I mean, they could theoretically uh, hit the, you know, strap a nuke on one of these things and crash it into an asteroid. It is interesting if they did do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess the uncertainty with that is once you you impact an object in space, and you change its orbit, then you don't know if you're making necessarily making the situation better right. or if you're making it worse. Right, absolutely. You, you, may, you may take an object that was going to narrowly miss the Earth and turn it into an object that's going to hit the Earth. Mm-hmm. Right? So that is the DART, D-A-R-T, uh, double asteroid redirection. And is that a test. new technology? You said yes. August 2018, they yeah. approved it. So, yeah. so and that's like a new... It was just launched last year. Okay. And... Um, and again, it's an asteroid redirection. Wow. The other thing, a mitigation effort they're undertaking right now, of course, Trump, he started the Space Force February 19th, 2019. And it's um, uh, Space Force is under the umbrella of the Air Force uh, and an issue of national security. Mm-hmm. It is a branch of the U.S. military designed to track NEOs, which are near-Earth objects, and what they call a PHO or potential hazardous object hmm. and to mitigate those risks. Also, the Space Force has a number of other uh, functions such as increased security uh, <clears throat> of the satellites, um, the functionality of the satellites. Uh, it does have a number of things that it's responsible for, not just tracking uh, asteroids and meteors. Space Force took a bit of uh heat did it not like there was a lot of um yeah people thought naysayers it, people thought it was made a joke. fun of them there was a movie that came out with steve carell where they were making fun of it no i i believe yeah and the thing is why would the united states government and the soviet union also implemented a similar program at all uh, as well and why would you have to ask yourself why would a government like the united states or the soviet union why would they implement these things if there was no... If there was no threat, no impending no doom, right? Well, why would they even do DART if they thought exactly. there was no risk, right? Exactly. Obviously, there's something out there and they're not saying it. Obviously. Well, is it possible <clears throat> that there is a cover-up taking place? Is it possible that the government has not been truthful with us? <laughs> <laughs> if anyone's ever listened to any of my other podcasts, you know that I think the government is always lying, so... <laughs> Well, you know, I think there well could be a cover-up. But um, put it this way. If they're saying this asteroid, Apophis in 2029, is coming close enough to the Earth, and you can't see it on the podcast, but we have pictures here. You can see its orbit intersects the Earth's orbit. It's going Mm -hmm. to come right next to us. So close, it's going to knock out some satellites that are orbiting our Earth. But they're saying, oh, but don't worry, it's not going to crash into the Earth. You know, how can they say that? It's something traveling at like 28,000 miles per hour. And it's, you know, going around the sun uh, six or seven times before the time it approaches Earth's closest and say that, yeah, but it's not going to hit the Earth. 
You know what? Mm-hmm. I, I don't think they can say that with 100%. But that one's 2035, right? Uh, it's 2035, 2036 is the second one. Uh, we're looking at a picture right here, and it's the same thing. Like the the one that's coming up in 2029, it's the same type of thing. Mm-hmm. The orbit of Apophis intersects the orbit of the Earth. And um, I guess we shouldn't be surprised that sooner or later something could happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not sure how long Apophis has been out there around. Again, it did come from the asteroid belt between Mars and Jupiter. But let's say for um, uh, there's also, um, uh, it may be that um, whether NASA would say something is one thing. The other thing is, calculations there's a mathematician out there uh, called henry lear and of course when you start talking about orbits and circles and everything else the big mathematical calculation that comes into play is something called pi you ever 3. do circumference 3.14 yeah. is what i always remember and um uh this gentleman has uh henry lear has said that actually, he said, you know what, uh, in most cases, uh, the value of pi doesn't matter that much. If you're using 3.1415, right, that's fine. But in this case, he's saying, where you got such a brush, it's coming so close. He was saying the actual value of pi, they should be using 3.1446, da, 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 off to like six or seven decimal places. And you might think, well, that's splitting hairs. But when you look at, you know, yeah, or like who cares, right? Right. When you're looking at six or seven decimal places, but then you're talking about millions and millions and millions and millions of miles every year over the span of seven years, then that slight error will add up. Mm-hmm. And he's saying that, that uh, NASA uh, has miscalculated uh, the actual orbit by, you know, by so many miles. And it's well possible they may be well meaning. But it is possible they just may have miscalculated this 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 actual orbit and the possibility of it striking the Earth. So he's suggesting that twenty twenty nine is more accurate or twenty thirty five. No, the, the twenty twenty nine and twenty thirty five they're both going to be close mm-hmm. close by the Earth. But he's saying either one of those could be a possible strike date mm-hmm. for Apophis to mm, intersect the Earth's atmosphere. So you had said before when we chatted that they originally had 2035, December 12th, 2035 as a date, and then now they're saying maybe early into 2036. Yeah, like if you look online, you know, I'm going online to get a lot of my stuff, and you can see the graphics we have here. It does say, you know, in 12th December 2035. Now they're saying early uh, 2036. Mm-hmm. It does have, a like I say, a, a 0.9 years is its orbit date. Mm-hmm. And... Um, uh, sure. Like it's like trying to get the accurate size of the asteroid. Some people say it's three hundred fifty meters. Some people say it's three forty. Right. Other people say no, it's three seventy. Right. So you're always going to have a little bit of uncertainty yeah. because these things are moving so fast. Sort of more of a sliding scale as opposed yeah. to a definitive. Yeah. Yeah. Answer. But those are two days: two zero two nine and two zero three six, or two zero three late two thirty five and or thirty six. Those are the two closest. Um, uh, rushes with Earth, but Thomas Horn uh, is quite certain on the twenty twenty nine, or is he it just said, an idea? Well, he said two zero two nine. Yeah, and I think the reason he's saying that is because, like, you look at a prophecy of the Pope. He was given the vision mm-hmm. 
just several years yeah. before it happened. Mm-hmm. And he's sort of saying, you know, this, you know, a lot of his visions have been given to him or his dreams just years before the actual event happened. Mm-hmm. So because of that, he's saying he thinks it's 2029 mm-hmm. is the actual, you know, the date when a fault is supposed to strike the earth. And uh, it's going to cause a lot of destruction on the earth. Wow. So, <laughs> yeah, it's scary. It's uh, not a nice, not a nice thought when you consider um, the after effects. I mean, if you get a 600 foot tsunami coming in, he said uh, in his dream, he thought it hit uh, in the Pacific Ocean around the, the, the California, Mexico border in that type of area. Mm-hmm. And it had a 600-foot tsunami coming in. You can imagine the destruction that a 600-foot tsunami will right. do on the cities around there. Well, I just Googled um, the 2004 tsunami, that one that hit Thailand. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and that, at the time, I don't know when this was written. No, this was just updated in 2020. So tsunami mm-hmm. with the deadliest re- uh, record in history. And it killed, what, 230,000 people oh in goodness. just hours? Christmas Day 2004, but it was saying that it was a. Oh, how big do you think it was? Actually, I'll ask you. I'll I'm make this say, interactive. I'm going to say 75 feet. 75 feet. No, a how little. Big? 100 feet, but still. Feet. Okay. We're talking <clears throat> a sixth of the feet, size right? yes, yes. of what the tsunami is going to be. And that killed, again, 230,000 people. Yeah. yeah. So that's a little, a little scary to think that that could actually happen in our lifetime. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, I remember when that Thailand one happened and mm-hmm. that, that was crazy to think that that was actually well, happening well, to you people. Know, the things that are happening on the earth right now, I mean, I mean, three or four years ago, would you ever think that COVID oh, gosh, would no. have happened and what happened now with COVID, these people dying and, and just that, you know, the lockdowns around the world, the, the terrorism, Canada invoking the Emergency Measures Act, you know, those things were unthinkable. And now, you know, we're just starting to get over COVID. All of a sudden, Vladimir Putin. Send in the war. Yeah. yeah. He, <laughs> he, invades, he invades the sovereign state of Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And then you got Ukrainians over there fighting for their lives. You got men, women, and child, children held up in, in subway stations trying to get out. Mm-hmm. I just heard today there's over 200,000 refugees have crossed into Poland alone. Wow. Like, I feel so sorry for those people. Mm-hmm. And yet, you know, who would have thought that this could happen? Just a month ago, mm-hmm. you would say, no, that'll never happen. It's impossible. But we're living in a time when impossible things are happening. Yeah, absolutely. The impossible becomes possible. And even with this Wormwood prophecy, you know, I guess you just never say never, especially uh, since it is prophesied that it's going to happen. But exactly when, that yeah. is that is the big question. Mm-hmm. And again, it does happen in the tribulation. Before that can happen, I think you're going to see a number of things. Like I said, with Russia walking, Russia and Islamic State, the caliphate. I think the, the Islamic caliphate is going to be reborn. Mm-hmm. I think uh, um, President of Turkey, Ergoset, I believe his name is. I, I'm not Ergodan. very good at Ergodan or um, anyway, him and his, what he's what he wants to do there. Um, like I think that will be definitely be the setup. That may well be the seven, um, the confederation of ten nations that has to exist before yeah. the Antichrist comes if to power. If it's if it's ten countries, like yes. okay, yeah, that's yeah. happening. Yeah, 
Erdogan. Erdogan. That's er, his name. Erdogan. Erdogan. Yeah, Erdogan. Yeah, that's his name. Um, you know, he wants to uh, have the reestablishment of the Ottoman Empire, right? Mm. And w- which, w- well, if you look in the Book of Daniel, it talks, and you hear a lot of biblical prophecy people talking about the revived Roman Empire. Mm. What you have to remember is that the revived Roman Empire um, or the original Roman Empire existed in two parts. You had the Eastern Empire and the Western. The, the um, Western Empire was centered in Rome. The Eastern Empire was centered in Constantinople, which was taken over and became the capital, I believe, of the Ottoman Empire. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at a map of what the Ottoman Empire encompasses, and it mm-hmm. looks like uh, Turkey, Iraq, Syria, Israel, um, down to Yemen. Mm-hmm. What is that one here? It looks like maybe parts of Saudi Arabia, just like on the outskirts. Yeah. It kind of does like yeah. little legs around Saudi Arabia. Yeah. yeah, but the but it is interesting how um, in Turkey, I believe it was just last was it last year, mm-hmm. Erdogan he walked into the Hagia Sophia. That is the large church that is in Hagia Sophia. Is it the Hagia? Hagia? Hagia I, I, I thought it was, you know, I guess. There are, I don't know how to say there it. may be slightly different I'm saying it of completely it. phonetically. Yeah. Any, anyway, what, what happened there is uh, um, that was one of the largest churches, Roman Catholic churches in the world. And in Constantinople, well, you know, it was taken over. And rather than have it for a mosque or anything, because he thought it would cause a riot, mm-hmm. they turned it into a museum. Oh, interesting. Well, just last year. He turned it into a mosque. He said he would never do oh. that. Last year, he turned it into a mosque. And he said that turning the Isis Sophia, that church, into a mosque to him. Maybe we're talking about different things here. No, Let I, me see your little I, notes there. That's it. This is the one I saw, Hagia Sophia, um, in uh, Turkey. Yeah, what does it say about it? Um, let me just pull it up here while we're chatting. Um, maybe just talking about different... M- Maybe it has words, different names, different translation right? Different translation. Yeah, it may be the Turkish name versus the British name versus right, the Roman right, right. name. Well, it does talk about the Ottoman Empire here. Yeah. So anyway, that church that church was turned into a mosque yeah. this year. The holy last year, and grand mosque. Yeah, and, and the interesting thing about that is that he said that this is a harbinger or forerunner of what is going to happen when uh, the Islamic Caliphate takes over Jerusalem and converts it into mm-hmm. a sovereign Muslim territory. Uh, of course, you know, um, the belief is that uh, Israel, uh, the, all that territory was originally uh, uh, given on to by Allah to the Muslims, right, and mm-hmm. their Islam, and they're fully intent on taking it back. Mm. But the Confederation of the Ten Kings has to form and you think that is the ten nations coming I do together? Not, I do not know if that'll be it because one other thing in the end times you're going to have you're going to have you will probably have a global government taking place as well. Well, yes, yeah. we already see that. Yes, that, and that yeah, that could be through the United World Nations Economic yeah. Forum, yeah. And, and the Antichrist is going to rise after the Confederation of the Ten Kings. Okay, okay, and then the Great Tribulation kicks off uh, with a peace treaty, like. Uh, the Antichrist is going to sign a treaty with the many, uh, and he's going to have a peace treaty, okay? So in order for this um, 
uh, wormwood to occur in 2029, there must first be a federation of 10 nations, okay? Um, and then it's interesting, uh, if, if you, okay, um, is this the revived Ottoman Empire? Yeah, I think it is. It is the Islamic Caliphate. Uh, Turkey pulled out of it in 1924. Erdogan, or Erdogan wants to have it reestablished on a 100th anniversary. Um, I get the dates, 1923, 1924. Uh, I'm not sure what year it was. Anyway, he wants to have uh, the Ottoman Empire or the Islamic Caliphate reestablished. By uh, 1923, 1924. Yeah, you're right. Dismantled in 1924. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, he wants it reestablished, so that could be the, the Federation start of Tribulation Two, the, perhaps. Well, well, it would have to be the the Federation has to be in place, and the Antichrist would come out of out of those ten kings and actually takes mm. over three. Now there is some scriptural report where it talks about the Antichrist taking over Egypt, Libya, and Ethiopia. So mm -hmm. he may actually conquer those three countries as his power base, and then, and then start start the. Uh, you know. But it is interesting when it talks about this empire that's going to come, the empire of the beast. It says it has like a wound. His head has a deadly right. wound, and it's going to recover from that deadly wound. Some people say that um, obviously, it's if you look at the the empire of the beast consists of two things: the actual land mass. And the actual people. So the actual landmass are saying the Ottoman Empire, of course, um, suffered a, a deadly wound. Was not, you know, the beast is the empire that was and is not, and mm -hmm. yet was again, right? And then certainly the Ottoman Empire would fall into that category because it was gone for a hundred years, more mm -hmm. than that, and then it comes back. And they also say that the the leader uh, of this empire, the uh, uh, federation known as the Antichrist. He's going to suffer a deadly head wound, mm. and after that head wound, he will be—he will come back to life. Now, no one can give life but God, but at this point, when he comes back to life, the Antichrist is, is basically um, taken over by Lucifer himself. So, in the oh, really? Yes. Yeah, so Whoa. The, so, in the second part of the Great Tribulation, is particularly bad. Because at that point, uh, the book of Revelation says, and Lucifer and all of his angels were thrown down onto the earth. And they know they have a short time. So at that time, the real persecution of the Jewish nation happens. Mm -hmm. The persecution of Christians as well will happen mm. very, very strongly. Because he knows he has but a short time. But yeah, the Antichrist will almost appear to be dead, right? Mm -hmm. And he's going to come back to life. So maybe some sort of uh, assassination attempt. It could be. It could or... be. And when he comes back to life, you know what he's going to say? I'm God. He's going to say, Jesus did it and I did it. I am God. Right? Mm. He's and going to come going back. To fall for it. He's going to come back claiming to be God. And of course, he's going to say, you know, I am your God. I created you. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is one of the big lies that he's going to be teaching people, trying to get people to believe that he is their God and that he created them and they are to worship him. And at that point, um, he's got a world religious leader uh, in place at that time. And you ha uh, he sets up a mark system. You have to get this mark if you want to buy or sell. It is interesting how at the beginning of the tribulation, before the Antichrist takes complete power control, 
there is a one world government in place. Mm -hmm. There is also a one world religion in place. Mm -hmm. It's called the Whore of Babylon or the Great Harlot of Babylon. Oh. And that religion it says that the beast or the Antichrist and his ten kings is that they let that they let that religion it goes on for a while, for approximately three and a half years, I believe. Mm -hmm. And then the ten kings turn against the false harlot. Is that they destroy her and they burn her with fire. And this false harlot is a city, so the city is on seven hills. Well, of course, Rome is the city that sits on, or rather the city sits on seven mountains. Rome is the city of seven hills. But mm -hmm. could it be that the false world religion is headquartered in Rome? A what else of, is in Rome? A lot of speculation that it, it could be. Anyway, it is going to be destroyed. It is interesting in Islamic eschatology that they have a big war against the Western civilizations and destroy it. Um, if you believe in the prophecy that Pope to St. Malachi as well, uh, the final Pope that takes place, Pope number, you, you have Pope number 112, that may be the um, Peter the Roman that mm -hmm. comes into power. And just to let people know that the current Pope that um, is in power right now is 112. Yeah, so the question is, does Peter the Roman um, the 112th Pope, or is he the Pope that comes after the 112th? It's a little controversial. So maybe give a little background info on that. Another great resource, Thomas Horn, same guy that writes Wormwood uh, Prophecies, also wrote a book called uh, Petrus Romanus. Am yeah. I saying that right? Petrus Romanus. Peter words, from Rome. Yeah, Peter the Roman. Oh, Peter that, the Roman. That is supposed to be, again, the moniker that the final Pope will take. St. Malachi, uh, he lived... Uh, I forget exactly when it was, the 13th century or something like that. And he was on his way to Rome. He was a, a member of the clergy of the Catholic Church. He was on his way to Rome. And he seen nothing but uh, poverty, hunger on his way to Rome. But when he got to Rome, he seen nothing but opulence. And it disturbed him so much. How could this be? Anyway, while he was in Rome, he said, God gave me a vision of all the popes. And he never put the Pope's name down, but he put the number of the Pope down and he put a brief description of that Pope, like the last Pope he said, you know, uh, Peter the Roman, right? Um, and he gave it, and if you, so we are on Pope number 112 right now, which is the last number that St. Malachi gave. So whether or not this is the last Pope and then Peter the Great comes, or if this Pope we have right now is Pope that runs the one world church or the one global church that's going to happen. Anyway, what happens there is that when the Antichrist takes full control, right, halfway through the tribulation, him and the Ten Nation Federation, which will probably be the um, uh, caliphate, will turn on this false religion and destroy it. The city burns it with fire. He sets himself up and you have to worship him. Mm -hmm. And and uh, so wouldn't that in itself be another one world religion because the world? Oh yeah, to, at that point. Oh yeah. But prior to that part with the Antichrist setting up his, you know, being the guy to be worshipped, mm -hmm. there's also supposed to be a world. One yeah, world. there's going to be a a, a a global religion. I mean, you can that's a global religion. You can join or you don't want to join. You don't have to join it, but it'll be there, right? When the Antichrist sets his own self up to as god that's you not an option you, you, you do it or you lose your you head you do it or you lose your head yeah right. exactly and so um 
that's a big difference there. But yeah, there, that global religion may be in place before the um, one world government comes into place. Right? Wow. I mean, the United Nations has Agenda 2030, right? You can look mm-hmm. it up. Yes. Then you have the World Economic Forum uh, by Klaus Schwab. I believe his name is. Yeah, Klaus Schwab. Uh, yeah, and he was on, I was just listening to a video of him the other day, and he was praising the uh, French president, Marcon, mm-hmm. and the Canadian president, Justin Trudeau and his cabinet ministers and his finance minister for being part of the World Economic Forum. I think Forum. some 50% of the cabinet ministers, yeah, it, regardless of party, yeah, he was, are in the World Economic yeah, I think Forum. He, I, think he might, I heard that number as well. I haven't mm-hmm. been able to confirm Yeah, that. he did come right out. Klaus Schwab did come out and say, Yes, I heard it. Justin I, Trudeau. Yeah. Yeah. He, um, yeah, he does talk about him for sure. And yeah, Macron from yeah. France. And yeah. uh, he talks about Putin too. I mean, he talks a lot of yeah the who other, knows what's real what's not real the other one i'm not sure if people are aware of and, and i apologize i don't know i haven't looked up a lot of research on this it's called the, the club of rome the club of rome let's yeah. search now, the club it while rome, you're chatting there the club of rome is um again a global club uh internet of international leaders i believe pierre elliott trudeau justin's dad was a member of the club of rome. Mm, and what they are they're an organization, and they've already divided the world into 10 sections. Okay, just even before you go further on this, yeah. I just went to their website, and they've just got a couple of click points here. Yeah. <laughs> just listening to them in my head is red flags. So um, on, what's this say? Um, emerging new civilizations, planetary emergency. So that's where the, the alien, the great deception. Yeah. And, and also uh, wormwood. Come and wormwood, in. yeah. That'd be a planet emergency. Reframing ec- economics. Oh yeah. Rethinking. Social, socialism. Rethinking finance. And it's got here pounds, euro, yen, and dollar signs. Yes. Uh, youth leadership and intergenerational dialogues. Yeah. So the Club of Rome is is in the same league as, you know, with the United Nations as the World Economic Forum. Mm-hmm. I think the final world government will be some composite of all of them together. And again, the big thing when the Antichrist comes to power, you're going to have the four horsemen of the apocalypse will have been riding by that point by at least three and a half years. You're going to have a lot of famine on the earth. You're going to have contaminated water. And so he brings in an economic system where you have to get his mark. Now that mark may be a tattoo. That mark may be an implant on your skin. I don't know. Well, so many people have been thinking um, that the vaccine is the mark of the beast. Now, I don't believe that, but I definitely think that this, what we've just experienced of the last two years, especially the last year, Mm -hmm. um, is the dress rehearsal. Yeah, it may be a harbinger of what's to come or precursor but the vaccine itself and the vaccine code is not the mark of the beast because the beast is not here yet. We haven't even had the 10 nation federation start up yet. Right. But I believe it could be, again, a harbinger of what is to come, almost mm-hmm. like a dry run or That's a practice. Saying, the dress rehearsal. The dress I, rehearsal of, of, of what yeah, is conditioning I, people to accept Well, exactly. It. I think, and look how easy it was. That's something I get so frustrated about is like, how quick all they had to do was take away conveniences and um, a little, not even freedom, but a little bit of conveniences for a year. Mm-hmm. They took it away and they go, but you can earn your freedoms back 
right. and your privilege is back if you just take this vaccine and people just lined up for it. Yeah. And that, that blew my mind, like how easy it was. You pump a little bit of fear yeah. and a little bit of inconvenience in yeah. people's lives yeah. and they'll bow down. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and again, <laughs> the, um, this, it may be a tattoo. You have to think the rich and the poor, the great and the small, the free and the slave are going to accept this mark. Now, the poor people in Africa, are they going to line up and get a microchip in them? More likely, it'll be a combination. I'm sure it Bill says, Gates will be there again doing it to Yeah, them. it says you'll need the mark, his number, or his name, right? One of those three. So some people, I believe, will have a microchip. Some people will probably have a tattoo. I mean, look what happened even in, in um, Europe there. There were people in Europe that were tattooing the QR codes onto the wrist. Oh, my gosh, really? Onto the wrist. So when they go to the theater or anything, or at the restaurant, they just rolled up the sleeve and they scanned Ooh. it. They scanned the mark on their arm, wow. and uh, let and it worked. So, um, <laughs> but problem with that, I guess, it could rub off, right? Well, it fades eventually, right. blurs. You, right. So you will be required to get this mark in order to buy or sell or do anything. Uh, and like I say, food is going to be at a premium at that time. Matt, look uh, at it now, though. Just even the last couple months, like the inflation on everything, mm -hmm. we're seeing food costs so much, and there's not a lot of it on the shelves at the grocery store. Mm -hmm. You combine those things, and you can see just like a very slow fade into what's to come. Yeah, I think it's yeah. it's totally a dress rehearsal for what what's going to happen. Absolutely. I believe absolutely. And uh, again, how quickly the world acquiesced to this. Um, we have been conditioned already now to put a mark on our bodies mm -hmm. or put a mark on our phone. However, the poor people in Africa, they're not going to have phones, right? They can't put a QR code on their phone. Certainly in third it. world countries that, you know, are very underdeveloped. Yeah. You and know, they're not going to have that. Right. I think it's going to be through forced inoculation. Yeah. Yeah. And it'll be, you'll have to have a tattoo on your right hand or your forehead in order to um, on your forehead yeah. really. and it'll be so convenient because hey you won't have to worry if hey that person's not vaccinated over there you'll know because they'll have a little mark right. on the right hand or when you go to walmart like i did today and i forgot my debit card well just scan my forehead right and so you know you'll be able to pick these people out right away what does the bible say about the mark though oh uh, what does it say um well you won't be able to buy or sell without the mark and um, so basically you're going to starve you don't want to take it you're going to starve right and but you probably won't have to worry about starving because if you don't take it they're going to come uh if you take this mark it's a sign of allegiance to the world government or that's going to take place headed by the antichrist taking the mark is also a sign that you agree uh your allegiance and your worship is to the antichrist so if you wow. take that mark that's it you're damned for life mm. you can't do any like you take the mark that's it, your toast. But if you don't take the mark, there's going to be a lot of martyrs at the time who will not take the mark. Because at that time in the Great Tribulation, especially in the first half, you're going to have 12,000 um, people from each of the 12 tribes of Israel for 144,000, basically, they call them Jewish evangelists on the earth, preaching the gospel at that time. And then you're going to have the two great prophets, probably be Elijah and Moses, or it could be Elijah and Enoch, because Enoch never died. I mean, they are going to be on the earth directing Israel at the same time. I mean, the Antichrist is going to be saying, do this and this. These guys are going to be saying, hey, that guy is a false prophet. Mm. Don't listen to him. So eventually, the Antichrist will slaughter wow. the, the, two, well, the two prophets 
Uh, yeah, I wanted to go into that. So mm -hmm. again, I'm just assuming that people who are listening <clears throat> to this might not know anything about the Bible, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. certainly I've been a Christian my entire life. I don't even know it, right? Yeah. So uh, there's, it's prophesied that there's two prophets that you said maybe, who did you say? Elijah? Elijah for sure, because uh, a scripture talks about Elijah for sure. The other one maybe moses because the things are going to do in the first three and a half years of the tribulation calling fire down from heaven you know turning the blood into water those are some of the the miracles that moses did in egypt mm -hmm. however um uh enoch as well you ever heard of the book of enoch well which is fascinating the book. book of enoch was a book written for the bible but you know as it the bible went through whatever canonization or whatever they did yeah. in there they took it out of the bible yeah certain things certain things were not put in i mean there's the lost gospels as well right mm. i mean we came about the way we came about the bible is a total different discussion i'm not really an expert or anything on that uh, but yeah the book of enoch i mean enoch uh so elijah and enoch may well be the two prophets because enoch walked with the lord and then he was no more the lord took him off the face of the earth so it said it's appointed unto man to die but once and after this judgment enoch never died he may be the second prophet that comes back these are mm -hmm. two great prophets in israel and elijah never died either elijah was taken up in a world when he never died okay either, that's so right. there's well still alive in i don't know i can't wrap my head around well that, those but... are the two that appeared on the mount of transfiguration well actually it was moses and elijah that appeared on the mount of right. transfiguration talking with christ before he died interesting so they are to come back. They're yes. going to roam. And people are going to go, oh, hey, that's Enoch or that's Moses or that's Elijah from the Bible. Yeah. And then we have to, as as humans who don't comprehend time travel and um, things coming to life that, you know, you know, like we're, we're, abs or we're not abstract thinkers, we're concrete thinkers, yeah. right? So. Yeah. Even just for me, I'm, I can't even articulate how I'm feeling about this. Like, how do I, as a as a human, wrap my head around the fact that someone in the Bible, if 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 Jesus died two thousand ish years ago, so probably two thousand years before that, how does someone that died four thousand years ago or was on the earth four thousand years ago show up and as a prophet now? How do I even believe that? Well, it's gonna be hard to believe, but they're gonna do such miracles on the face of the earth. They're gonna. They're going to cause rain not to fall from the sky for months and Ooh. months and months at a oh, time. So maybe it will be Moses because that sounds They're like... going to turn water into blood. They're going to do so many miracles on the earth, right? And great signs on the earth. There'll be no doubt uh, that they are. However, people like the Antichrist are going to hate these people. And there's going to be a lot of people on the earth. I mean, just look at uh, Elijah. In the Old Testament, right? Mm -hmm. um, you look at the Mount Carmel when all the prophets of the Baal were slaughtered. You know, Jezebel said, I'm going to kill you by this time tomorrow. You know, uh, there's even within Israel at the time, a lot of people never listened to the prophets. It's going to be the same thing when they come the second time. However, I believe they are going to turn a lot of the hearts of a lot of the different tribes of Israel to the Lord at that time. But then um it is very interesting that it said if anyone tries to kill them it says i'm not exactly sure what this means but it says fire comes over their mouth and assumes the people that are going to try to kill them mm -hmm. and then it's the beast that comes up out of the abyss right uh the antichrist himself when he is reincarnated with the devil and given all that power 
he kills those two prophets. Oh, okay, so he they die. Them. They die. They lay in the streets of Jerusalem okay. for three and a half days. And it says the whole world will see them laying in the streets. Now, for a Jewish person, uh, when they die, they're usually buried, I believe, fairly quickly. Okay. The same day, 24 hours or something before. Anyway, for them to lay in the street like that is a disgrace to their body. Oh, They're going to lay there for three and a half days. It said the world's going to be so happy that they're dead. Really? That because the Antichrist said they were bad. Well, or false prophets. Well, you can or... see the stuff they did. Some of the stuff they did on earth, you know, right. like, you know wasn't nice and stuff but they're going to be dead for three and a half days it is interesting that says the whole world's going to see them mm. i mean <clears throat> 30 years ago people laughed at that but now of course through the internet and cell phones the whole world well, will yeah. see them they're lying in the street dead the bodies are starting to rot they're so happy that these two prophets die that they give gifts they send gifts they exchange gifts like we do at christmas Yoo-hoo, these guys are gone <laughs> they're be dead perfect death day it's yes, like a new holiday so they're all so happy is that supposed to be a worldwide celebration yes, or an Israeli people, celebration? No, all over the world. Okay. It says, see these prophets and celebrate. But guess what happens at the end of three and a half days? Do they rise up? Yeah. <laughs> they stand up on their feet Jeez. and the world is terrified. Yeah, naturally. And and, and they, then they're taken up into heaven. Now, that is where a lot of people think that for a mid-tribulation or pre-wrath, that's where a lot of people say when they're resurrected up, a lot of the people will be resurrected as well. Those who don't know um, what the rapture is, rapture is the time when uh, Christ comes back to earth and takes his saints or his children off the face of the earth. What is very interesting about that is in the tribulation, uh, Christ warns us, you're going to be hated by all nations Mm -hmm. on account of my name. Mm -hmm. Now you think, what could do that? Let's just say at either before the tribulation or in the middle of the tribulation, the rapture does happen. Mm-hmm. And everyone's ta- gone. The people taken off the face of the earth. I want to ask you a question. What do you think happened to the children? They go. Children are gone. What do you think is going to happen to Muslim children? They're gone. Hindu children? Gone. They're gone. The children all over the face of the earth under the age of accountability, which is known by them and the Lord, will be taken off the face of the earth. So and what's the Antichrist going to say? God mm-hmm. did this to you, but I thought Christians, he was God. Yes, sir. Christians did this. But if he claims to be God, wouldn't people be mad at him for it? Well, well, yeah, well, because he said Jesus Christ is the false God, that he's the real oh, God. Okay, okay. It's he's still a Christian. Either he's going to do that, mm-hmm. or he's going to say, "I took them off the earth, right, so that we could involve them to the next level." Right. Yeah. But anyway, those children are going to be all the Christians, and those children are going to be removed yeah. from can you imagine the chaos the chaos and the hatred yeah for this religion what do you mean those people took my kids they're responsible for this mm-hmm. christ said you're going to be hated by all nations on account of my name mm-hmm. you just imagine the chaos that's going to ensue so you got these two prophets that mm-hmm. are dead for three and a half days they're raised up all these people are missing off the face of the earth and then this dictator this one world ruler we got coming on He's assassinated, it comes back to life and says, you know, I'm God, worship me, right? Mm-hmm. And by the way, you can't buy or sell anything. So um, <laughs> it, I, it seems to me like he's going to be a dictator. Like you would think, I want to give people credit that people are smarter mm-hmm. than that. But obviously it's prophesied. It's it's in the Bible. I believe it to be true. But, you know, you think that people would see right through it. Well, you Especially would. what people who are you, versed in prophecy. Right. You And some people will see through it, and that's why they won't take the mark, and that's mm-hmm. why they're killed. However, you got to understand that at that time on the earth, when the 
Antichrist dies and is resurrected through the power of Lucifer, he comes back to life. Uh, scripture says that Lucifer and all his angels were, were thrown out of heaven. Mm -hmm. They come down to earth. There's going to be a time of massive deception mm -hmm. on the earth. You got this one, this new world leader claimed to be God, claiming that, hey, I populated the earth. I made the earth and the stars. And you got to understand all his minions and the Nephilim are going to be on the earth. I think you're going to see a plethora of UFOs flying saucers on yeah, the earth. Yeah, I was going to ask. There's going to be a real deception. Where does the alien coming fit in? Because I, I think it fits in. I think you're going to see more of it happening yeah. at the beginning of the tribulation. And that's why even now, if you think the tribulation is getting close in the next couple of years to starting, I think you're going to see more of this um, uh, UFO, what do they call them? Um, there's another name they call them. Um, you're going to see more of this happening, more of this exposed on the earth. People, mm. are, it's going to become normal. People are going to see these things. They're like, oh, and, an alien. Yeah, and only what's going to happen in the tribulation, especially midway through the tribulation, is that it's going to become mainstream. Like, it'll be, they'll probably even live here amongst us. And you think these are quote unquote real aliens okay a disclaimer i've said it a bazillion times i don't believe in aliens i do believe in interdimensional beings yeah. what they'll be is they'll be a hybrid they'll be a yeah. hybrid of uh fallen angels and people right and they may not all be giants mm -hmm. either by the way right they, but but uh they will be some kind of offspring of the fallen and will angels. they be able to mate with humans like oh absolutely in, so i mean the fallen angels made it with, with well that's with, just it i'm wondering if yes if absolutely it's gonna I, I don't think there's any doubt about that yeah they will definitely be able to mate with with, with humans and what doesn't it say in the bible as it were in the days of noah yeah it does as it was in the days of noah uh so it's going to be in when the coming of the son of man it also says as it was in the days of uh sodom and gomorrah well in the days of noah it says the earth was filled with wickedness and at that time, the Nephilim were also on the earth at mm -hmm. that time. And what happened is the interbreeding of the fallen angels <clears throat> with humans corrupted the DNA on the earth. Mm -hmm. And if you look in the, in the book of uh, where it talks about uh, the flood happening in, uh, with Noah, I believe it's in Genesis. Mm -hmm. If you look at that, it says, but Noah and all his, and Noah, his family, and all his generations were pure. Mm -hmm. In other words, what they're saying, Noah's genetics, his mm -hmm. DNA was not corrupted. Right. That's why he put him on the ark and flooded everybody And that's out. why, yeah, the big flood and, came. And But uh, the whole reason behind the corruption of the DNA is the Messiah was going to come from human DNA. Mm -hmm. So Lucifer figured if he could corrupt the DNA, the Messiah mm -hmm. would never come onto the earth. Mm -hmm. And so he corrupted, they tried. And again, this is exactly what happened, right? Um, and you can read a lot about that if anyone gets a chance to read the book of Enoch. It's all a lot. You of have it, right? I, I do have that okay. book. Yes, I have so many books. If I could just remember one tenth of anything <laughs> I read in any oh, of my man. books, um, <clears throat> that's a problem. I love to read. I love to learn. But uh, I find as I get a little bit older, it sort of doesn't get re retained at the same yeah, level I used to. But yeah, so. As it was in the days of Noah, you're looking at violence on the earth mm -hmm. uh, in the days of Noah. You're looking at the Nephilim on the earth. Mm -hmm. And I believe, the, and that's why I think the Nephilim, I equate Nephilim with aliens, UFO, same thing. They're going to make a return on the earth mm -hmm. before the second coming of Christ. So I always wondered this because I've heard from, you know, multiple people and I've done lots of research about 
um, what I consider to be the great deception, mm -hmm. um, but an alien co coming or re entering mm -hmm. society as we just talked about and how they're coming mm -hmm. to basically save humans. And I'm saying that in air quotes right mm -hmm. now, coming to save uh, mankind. Mm -hmm. Now, um, again, I believe that that is part of the great deception. It's a way to have them come in and be amongst us, right? Yeah. Like, Well, what's interesting, one of the... <clears throat> strangest verses like I, I like biblical prophecy i study it a lot one of the strangest i don't remember exactly i believe it's oh in ezekiel it's, right no it's in the book of daniel oh daniel you when, had me look it up yeah that when one daniel time. talks about uh, he's, uh nebuchadnezzar is given a vision of a great statue and it talks about the empire of babylon being ahead and then it's succeeded by the Medes and the persians and that is silver the head is gold the bust is silver the belly and the and uh, the waist is made of bronze, and then the legs are iron, mm -hmm. and which represents the Roman Empire. And then the final empire down the bottom, it has 10 toes and 10 feet. Mm -hmm. I believe it's in Daniel chapter 2 or 3. And it's clay mixed with iron. And then one of the strangest verses um, in the Bible, you won't hear many pro prophetic teachers talk about this. It says, their seed will dwell with the offspring of man but just as iron does not mix with clay it will not be um a good mix or it will not in other words they're not going to be able to get along and sometimes i wonder if that is in towards the in the uh, uh um in the tribulation period where you do have this offspring of nephilim dwelling with man mm -hmm. uh, however it will not be quite it won't go quite maybe as smooth as we think, but that is a verse in Daniel. And some people say, oh, that means democracy mixed with, with communism. Other people say, oh, that means this and this. But you know what? That's not what it says. You can go back. I went and got a Hebrew Bible with a direct translation in the English. Mm -hmm. And it actually says in their offspring or their seed will dwell with the offspring of man. And when you read that, you think, what does that mean, right? There are things that are going to happen on this earth that we really, really don't know. Mm -hmm. you know um, it, it's hard to interpret some of those things. And the other thing was, mm -hmm. uh, as it was in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah, it. It's, so it shall be, uh, you know, at the second coming. Yeah, I think that's course. pretty. And what happened to Sodom and Gomorrah? Yeah, Sodom and Gomorrah were destroyed. Destroyed. You can I, go on YouTube and look up, look up uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. They're actually cities that existed. Yeah. Archaeological digs say they existed. And they can say they were burned with fire. Wow. And what did you find, Rebecca? Daniel 2.43. Mm -hmm. So, as you saw iron mixed with ceramic clay, they will mingle with the seed of men, but they will not adhere to one another. Right. Just as iron does not mix with clay. Yeah. And I think that that is what Rebecca's talking about, is the Nephilim where, where, and I'm going to get in trouble with this Christian circles for saying this, but I do believe the Nephilim will <clears throat> be trying to mix with mankind or the offspring of man. It says it right mm -hmm. there, right? This is a different translation. Uh, and whereas thou saw the iron mixed with miry clay, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men, but they shall not cleave to one another, even right. as iron does not mingle with clay. So I think there's something going to happen, whether whether that is you want to call them aliens, you want to call them Nephilim, or whatever. Something in the end times is going. Mm -hmm. There will be a mixture in the final, uh, in the tribulation period. I believe that's when it's talking about. 
Mm -hmm. um, so there will be a return of, quote, the alien. That's terrifying, though. Well, it is in a way, but you have to understand that as a person uh, who believes in Christ, you have authority and power. Yeah, absolutely. So it's not, I mean, it is frightening, but it's not something, uh, I mean, I mean, it's going to come. Do you believe that? any alien <clears throat> that may come or is a good being or do you think that they are and again this is just completely personal yeah. my personal belief is no well my personal belief on it uh, okay if if okay, you have the angels that god created and you have fallen angels the fallen angels in you know interbred with people and created a species called the nephilim if that is what's coming, yeah, the Apostle Paul said, said test the spirits, mm-hmm. <clears throat> right? Right. I mean, we're, right. we're told to test the spirits. Any spirit that says Christ is coming in the flesh, right, is of God. If it's not, it, it, it is not of God. Mm-hmm. And no, I, I have to, short answer is no. I don't believe that any alien, quote, aliens that come to the earth to interact with man. I don't believe they're exactly good spirits. I would say that they are fallen of the fallen angel mm-hmm. spirit, but might put on a an oh, act of well, we're here to well, help absolutely. the good guys. We just want to help you guys, right? I well, don't believe it. Well, scripture says he, you know the devil comes as an angel of light, right? Yeah, of course. I mean, if you look at um, even some of the uh, scriptures of uh, you know the way that the Mormon religion uh, started out with with, mm-hmm. with an, an angel given the verses to to um, the prophet and as well as you look at in Islam how the angel came as an angel of light and interprets the scriptures to Muhammad right mm-hmm. um, it's yeah it's quite often these things these entities will come as an angel of light but the apostle Paul said don't be deceived by the light you know that's similar to that in the book we were reading I don't think it was one word but one of the books with Billy Meyer mm-hmm. that he was um, met by a being quill yeah, quartzel, quartzel like yeah. in 1981 yeah given prophecy yeah you gotta be so <clears throat> careful you just don't accept everything like paul said you know test the spirits mm-hmm. right well i you know i actually said this with a friend recently like you, you know this person was given a prophecy which i don't personally agree with mm-hmm. but um i said you you know you really do need to consider well the source but also mm-hmm pray into that prophecy because if you are given a prophetic word and you don't pray for that confirmation Mm -hmm. then how do you know it's true you're acting on something that a human being told you yeah that human being might have truly believed it was a prophecy that human being might be malicious sent there to attack you yeah like spiritually you don't know so if if you're not praying into prophecy Mm -hmm. it's a waste yeah, it's so easy to be deceived, especially as we come into the end times. Deception is going to be mm-hmm. the big thing. I mean, what does the scripture says? Uh, uh, he caused them the great apostasy, and he caused them to believe a, a big lie. Mm-hmm. Right in the end time, deception is going to be the number one. I mean, look at the if you look at deception. Um, look at it right now. Look at it right now. Look well, at even, kids. Well, well, look at what happened in Russia and uh, with you in Ukraine. Um, they're, they had on the BBC News today, they were interviewing someone from Belarus. Mm-hmm. And the person they interviewed from Belarus said Russia is totally justified in invading Ukraine because Ukraine attacked Russian soldiers 
and killed Russian soldiers and civilians unprovoked. Mm. But this is what this is what Russia is feeding into the mm -hmm. communist countries, into Russia and into Belarus. This is the quote truth that mm. they're being told. They're being lied to. They're being deceived. Yeah, absolutely. But the bad thing about deception is you don't know mm -hmm. you're being deceived. Mm -hmm. Well, that's right? you know that's why social media has become such an armpit of society. Like it's it's so toxic because anyone can post anything. And it's taken as fact, right? Yes. Because, yeah. you know, your great aunt's brother's friend posted something about this. And you're like, yeah, I believe that. Mm -hmm. Well, or even not even just social media, but anything on the internet. Right. You can literally write anything you want. And that is now truth because, you know, that person believes it or that person said it. And it's now archived mm -hmm. in cyberspace. So yeah. it's hard to know what's truth and what's deception yeah uh, and one thing i i have got a book out there and uh it's not a book i wrote but a book on <laughs> alien alien intrusion and in that book it talks about um uh you know uh where aliens actually come down kidnap people right and they have a, a meeting with them what do you call it um close encounter of the mm, third kind mm -hmm. or the fourth kind and it's interesting that a lot of people or some people when they're in the process of being kidnapped, mm -hmm. they say one word. You know what that one word is? And it ends like that. Jesus. They say, Jesus, mm -hmm. please help. And right away, the, that's one thing the aliens do not that's like. Why, they don't like the name of that's Jesus. That's why and, I'm and, telling you and, it's and, demons. And yes. And, and yeah, it's, it's because it says the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and tongue confess. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, Lord. And demons cannot stand that name. No. They cannot tolerate. And that's why I think that from the alien abductions that I've stories I've read, the people that have cried out in that name, mm -hmm. the abduction ended instantaneously mm -hmm. right away. And it, it, it was over. Oh, we got chills and, again there. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I, don't mean, <laughs> I like don't it. I like chill. it. I don't mean to give you chills. Sorry. Oh, I like it. Sorry. No, that's why I totally believe that it's, um, it's a demonic thing and yeah. not an alien thing. And, and when a friend of mine said, well, I don't believe in inter, galactic aliens but i believe in interdimensional aliens and yeah. alien just being synonymous for from a different yeah place right it made yeah. it made sense to me yeah. that because i believe in a spirit realm yeah. i you know i believe angels yeah. and demons and yeah. uh the demonic and and so that makes more sense to yeah. me and if you think about you know they talk about ufos you know they go you know a thousand miles an hour and then then they make a right angle turn. A normal physical being could never withstand that. Has to be a spiritual being even to withstand the temperatures and the pressures and the gravitational pulls that are happening mm -hmm. on here with them. And uh, no, I have no doubt that people do see quote aliens, mm -hmm. but I also have no doubt that these are not of God. Yeah. These are of the fallen realm mm -hmm. and they may be in different levels just as um, there are different, uh, in angelic realms, there are different ranks and there are different powers that they have. I'm sure it's the same in the demonic realm. You may be seeing a, a private in the army. You mm -hmm. may come across nice, right? Whereas you could see another time you may see a, a general in the army has all kinds of power. Well, yeah. But I mean, even though they may come across again, mm -hmm. they come across as an angel of light. Mm -hmm. But we're warned, don't be deceived by these things. I like that, the angel of light, because yeah. it does look so 
uh, and they look friendly well, and inviting exactly and, it warm yes. like to feel that warmth of um safety and um yes. comfort mm -hmm. and answers to your problems and stuff like yes. you know you're not going to be deceived through negative things right mm -hmm. like no one's going to change course to go for something terrible yes, no, you, exactly. you're going to be tempted and just like right now like you know, if you're on a diet, what are you tempted by? Brussels sprouts? No, you're tempted by delicious ice cream. Why? Because it's so much better to look at and to taste and to be right. Yes. No, so, you know, you, you do have to be very mindful and, and it breaks my heart when people I know are so deceived by this, but you know, they don't, they don't know what they don't know, right? That's, That's right. The worst deception is not knowing. Like, well, you don't know you're deceived. As someone could say to me, Eric, well, maybe you're being deceived by, you know, Jesus is not real. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I know I've had a, a dream you know, mm -hmm. from the book of Revelation, right, where Christ was actually calling out to me. Mm -hmm. That's before I even knew him. And my sister pointed out who this was, you know. Mm -hmm. I was baptized in the Holy Ghost um, in a supernatural event. Mm -hmm. I heard the voice of an angel speak to me. And... Um, and then even in prayer, the different times, you know that if you call out, if you ever feel you are being under attack, just call out to the name of Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. And that attack will probably stop, should stop. Um, uh, in all likelihood, it will stop unless you're dealing mm -hmm. with something super powerful. And then you may have to pray again, right? Mm -hmm. And then there are certain things that happen on earth where you may have to fast and pray mm -hmm. if you have a particular stronghold in your life. I've started fasting at the first week of every month. Now, it's not necessarily food. I did a Daniel mm -hmm. fast uh, beginning of January. Mm -hmm. um, beginning of February, I did a social media fast, mm -hmm. um, which I feel like I should probably do more often because, like I said, it's the absolute armpit of <laughs> my life. Social um, media being the armpit. You know, I, I try to limit my time on social media. <laughs> But there's it, it a lot sucks you in, man. There can be good things. There's good things on there. Yeah, there is. But uh, there's a lot of poison. Yeah, yeah. But there's a lot of good teaching on there as well. Yeah. And uh, you just have to use discernment to separate well, the good from the bad. It, right. Yeah. And again, once you're on there too much. And discernment's a gift, and I believe that everyone has that gift. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone was given spiritual gifts, and discernment is definitely one of them. It's just how tapped into it kind of you are, mm -hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody has different gifts. I mean, the Lord, the Holy Spirit will give you different gifts. And um, I, you know, trying to have a close walk with the Lord every day is, um, I mean, I, I could not imagine not walking mm -hmm. every day with totally. the Lord. I just could not. It'd be scary. These last two years would be terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, honest, right? And just looking, like I say, what's going on across the world right now with Russia mm -hmm. and, and knowing what's going to happen with the Ottoman Empire being formed and then the Antichrist taking center stage, you know, global government coming on. All these things are going to happen. And like, mm -hmm. as a student of biblical prophecy, you know they're going to happen. I'm expecting them to happen. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah. So, I know. I really enjoyed uh Yeah, this has been so here. great. I've learned so much. And you obviously know a ton. And so we're going to do this a lot more often. Well, when you get to be my age, you'll probably know a lot <laughs> Retained more. Retained a lot of information. I don't think so. Social media and my phone, the blue lights killed a lot oh of my, my. I have lots of gray matter and lots of gray hair. As, <laughs> uh, as your daughter told me, 
I have a, uh, is it a clear spot on the top? A clear of my, spot on the top, top of your of my head. head. Yes, and actually, I'm saying I'm bald up there, but uh, <laughs> she's nasty. <laughs> she's cute. She's super cute. Well, thank you so much. I so appreciate this. And, oh, you're welcome. Um, it's been a pleasure. It really has been a pleasure yeah. to do this. And, and and like you know, I don't know if we said this earlier, but I've said this to other people. You know, take what you hear and research it. Yes. Um, don't take our word for it because at the end of the day we're just people we're just human beings Mm -hmm. um you know people misinterpret things people um misunderstand prophecy and it's really up to each individual to look into is it true um look at like research it research the prophecy behind it look at all sides of it Mm -hmm. um you know, if you're praying for some, pray for confirmation of these things. And yeah, you'll get a lot of enlightenment from that. Yeah. So anyways, on that note, have a great night. Good night, everybody.